You're listening to the Life in Christ Church podcast, your place for life-changing messages that will build your faith and propel your life. If you enjoyed today's message, why don't you be a blessing and share it with a friend? Today I want to talk to you about a few things, but uh, being that we you know, we're praying a lot during this time, and we're having prayer meetings during this time, and, and we're praying in the Holy Ghost a lot during this time. Uh, when I say praying in the Holy Ghost, I mean praying in tongues, right? Uh, and so the title of, of my message is um, The Heavenly Language. The title of my message, The Heavenly Language. I, I wanted to, you know, every so often I like to circle back and talk about this. We're getting a lot of new people uh, at different places. You guys are at different places, doctrinally some of you. Uh, and so uh, it's important that we, we have an understanding of what speaking in other tongues is, right? Uh, especially now that we're doing a lot of praying. I, Friday we did a lot of praying in the Holy Ghost. And, and, and so, uh, you know, I, I want us all to participate in that. And I want us all to understand what's happening and what's going on. And some of you are already praying the Holy Ghost. This will be a, a refresher course. This will uh, build some faith in you uh, for what you're actually doing, right, and what's happening so that you can get even better results uh, in some of this. Um, because it's a very powerful weapon. It's a big, you know, there's a lot of misconception when it comes to praying in tongues. There's been a lot of division in the body of Christ uh, along these lines, right, with praying in tongues. Uh, it's unfortunate. Uh, the devil has worked overtime uh, in this area because he understands how powerful praying in the Spirit can be. And so he's caused massive division. You, you, a lot of denominational splits, a lot of, a lot of church splits, uh, this kind of thing. Uh, and so, you know, the way to combat some of that is by preaching on it. Is by educating, right? It's by, it's by showing you from the Word what the Bible has to say uh, about praying in tongues. Some of you have an image of maybe uh, your grandmother praying or something. Some of you have an image, when I said praying in tongues, of spit flying and, and craziness, right? Uh, and so, you know, it's probably somewhere in the middle, right? Uh, and so it, it, I always say this too, I'd rather, have wild, I'd rather have wildfire than no fire. When it comes to some of these things of the Spirit and people can get a little crazy, uh, I'm okay with correcting some of that if I need to. What I'm not okay is not having any of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not having any of it, just some dried up religious service where the Spirit ain't moving, where people ain't prophesying or praying in tongues, where hands ain't being laid upon people. Right? No, uh-uh. I ain't doing it, right, because I, I, I see the book of Acts, and I see what the church is supposed to be like, and the church is supposed to be a very fun place to be. A very active, alive place, right? It's not supposed to be some dead place, right? Uh, and so, uh, you know, I want to teach along these things. And I know, you know, uh, it's not some people like tongues. You know, I, I, if you're open to this, God will show you some things. If there's any resistance, all I'm asking is that you be open. That, that if this is God's will, that you be open to it, right? If it's God's will, would you, will you submit to this? Uh, I, I, because... I understand how powerful it is, and, and I want you to experience this, and I want you to, 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 to exercise uh, uh, this gift. And, and one of the other misconceptions is that it's not for everybody, right? One of, the, one of the biggest misconceptions when it comes to praying in tongues is that it's for some people. Uh, 
uh, and, and not for everybody. Uh, another one is, is uh, you have to wait, and, and w- when the Lord is ready, then, uh, you know, it's in his timing uh, that, you know, I'll receive it when it's my turn, when it's my time. No, no, a gift you receive. It, it's here. It's ready. All you have to do is receive it. It's available for everybody. Say amen to that. And so if you don't pray in tongues and you want to, at the end of this service, I'm going to give you an opportunity. I'm going to pray for you, and, and, and we're going to lay hands on you And you, uh, after I read through the word, and you're going to see how we do it, and I'm going to give you an opportunity to do it. A- anybody who's followed these instructions, I'll say this, everybody who's followed these instructions uh, ha- 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 has received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Everybody. Everybody. If you follow, I'm getting ready to tell you, I've never had someone not receive following these instructions. Never. And so uh, it's available for everybody. Before I do that, I want to read this real quick. Every year at the beginning of the year, I like to read uh, Brother Copeland and Brother Jerry Savelle's word for the year. Uh, Brother Copeland is somebody who's significant to, in my life, very significant in my life. Uh, I learned a lot from Brother Copeland. I, I got saved uh, listening to Jerry Savelle going down to Southwest Believers Convention year after year in the beginning. And, 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 and just a lot of my foundation comes from that. And so I, I like to hear what they're saying about this year. And, and every year since we the church, even before, we would read Brother Copeland's word or prophecy for the upcoming year, right? Uh, and Brother Jerry Savelle's as well. So Brother Copeland's, um, uh, let's put Brother Copeland's, which, which is, I, I didn't tell you which one was which, but um, did you, whatever one you want to put up there. So I believe that one, let me pull this up here. 2024, and that is Dr. Jerry Savelle. Put the other one up first, please. A little messed up there. Can you go back to the other one, and then we'll fix that one? All right, so um, this one, Dr. Jerry Savelle uh, prophesied over this. The Lord gave him this for this year. and, and Dr. Jerry Savelle is very significant to me. I, 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 the light bulb went off listening to a Dr. Jerry Savelle tape. That's when the light bulb went off for me. So ever since then, we've been partners with this ministry. I followed after his ministry. I listened to a lot of his teaching. And so when you're connected like that to someone, right, uh, you want to hear what they're saying concerning, uh, you know, prophecy, whatever, whatever's coming out of their mouth pretty much. And so um, his word for the year was, in the year... It, it, is uh, 2024 is the year of progressing, advancing, experiencing promotion, and seeing your highest expectations fulfilled. Well, you need to get excited about that. 2024 is the year of progressing. Remember, before I even saw this, I felt in my spirit that this is the year of next levels. Next levels. And all of this that we're going to talk about, uh, we're prophesying, isn't just going to fall on your lap. You have to engage this. You have to do your part in all of this, right? Receiving this, uh, fighting the good fight of faith, believing this regardless of what's going on around you. That's fighting the fight of faith. So here we go. Read this with me. So say 2024 2024. is the year year. of progressing, progressing. advancing, advancing, experiencing promotion, And seeing my highest expectations fulfilled in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Is the other one ready? All right, you have three seconds. One, two, three. I want you to write that down or take a picture of it. 
these are people we're connected to, the people that, I, that, I, that have impacted me and in turn impact here. And so it's important. Why? 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 You should be progressing. You should be advancing. You should be experiencing promotion. It's funny. Oh, I, I, I hear testimonies. Some of you are getting promoted, not even trying to get promoted. Why? Because there's favor on your life. There's favor on your Christian. You do things well. You do things with integrity. They, you get raises and increases and, and, and promotions just because of the favor and because you do things well. And so this year, lean into that. And, and with, well, I don't really need all that. Well, you, you could in turn be a blessing to more people. How about that? Be a blessing. Let God bless you with as much as he wants to, and then you can use that to help as many people go on as many mission trips as you want to do. I'm not just talking about buying new cars and buying all that. If you like that, that's fine. But, but th this is for you that, so that you can be a distribution center of his goodness. Nothing wrong with having a nice car. Nothing wrong with that. But the, 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 the real divine purpose is so that you can be a distribution center of the kingdom in the kingdom of God. Distributing the blessing. God uses people, come on, to bless other people. God has never dropped something out of the sky. No, he's used people to help me or bless me. He's used me to bless or help other people, right? So I want to be used more than anything to help other people. I've Forget about receiving a million dollars. I'm going to be honest with you. I want to give a million dollars. I've made it on mine. I, I, Lord, what, just get it to me and it'll go through me. Lord, get it to me and it'll go through me. I want to be a blessing. Man, I want to help. And so, lean into this. Your highest expectations fulfilled. Amen. Ready? Not yet? Can you redo it real quick? Just redo it. Just redo it. All right. We should have tested it before, guys. Should have tested it before. All right. So, what we're going to do, we'll go back to that. Um, if you took a picture of that, great. Hope, hope you did. Um, lean into that. I'll, I'll read it to you. How about that? I'll read it to you, and then we'll put it up. Afterwards. So Brother Copeland said this, 2024 will be a year of more and more and more. 2024 will be a year of more, more, and more. More finances, more healings, more miracles, more outpourings, more people coming to Jesus, more things happening. I am the God of increase. Come on, I declare that over everyone in this house. More, the year more, more, and more. More finances, more healings, more miracles, more outpouring of the Spirit, more outpourings of the glory. Come on, more people coming to know the Lord. More people getting saved and set free and delivered. More things happening. Come on, in the name of Jesus. The God of increases at work in this house. Thank you, Lord. Increase. The Lord of increase. Thank you, Lord increase more and more of the true riches the true riches greater anointings greater anointings thank you lord greater revelation greater revelation revelation knowledge flowing freely unhindered and unchecked by any outside force revelation knowledge in the name of jesus revelation knowledge thank you lord revelation Thank you, Father. Understanding of your word. Thank you, Lord. Greater prophecy. Greater prophecy. Accurate, greater prophecy. Flowing from the throne room of heaven. Greater prophecy. Thank you, Lord. Prophecy flows freely in this house. Prophecy flows freely in this house. To a greater level this year. Greater level. Of prophecy. 
We receive the word of the prophet. We receive the word. Uh, we receive it. We receive it with gladness. We receive it in Jesus' name. Greater revelation. Will be a year of more, 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 more finances, more healings, more miracles, more outpourings, more people coming to Jesus, more things happening. I am the God of increase. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for the word. Thank you, Father, for the word that you have brought. Thank you, Lord. We agree with it. We come into line with it. We say, let it be done unto us as it's been spoken by your prophet. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. I see it coming to pass in your life. Come on, I said, I see it coming to pass in your life. I see it coming to pass in your life. I see you changing levels. I see levels being changed. Come on, I see you progressing in the plan and purpose of God. Come on, I see you progressing in the plan and purpose of God. No longer stuck, no longer going through the same thing over and over. Come on, what held you bound in 2023 must loose you in the name of Jesus. Come on, amen. Must loose you. Come on, folks, it's time this year, this year. Come on, give, give this everything you have. Give this everything you have this year. Don't get to the end of the year and be like, man, I wish I would have just did a little bit more. I wish I would have just focused more. I wish I would have read more. No, just say, I'm going for it this year. By the grace of God, by his strength, I am going for it this year. I am going to develop spiritually this year. Make up your mind. Settle it. You're going to develop this year. All day or day. I know what it'll do. I know what it'll do for you, man. I'm telling you. Praise God. All right. Um, so switching back over to praying in tongues or praying in the spirit. Preaching like a, never mind. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> See, I'm you want to hear it? No. Well, it kind of it kind of lost its steam. Maybe 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 the next time around, <laughs> it, it'll kind of land flat. It would have landed real well right there. But 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 anyway. All right. So praying in the spirit. So when you get born again, you receive the Holy Spirit, right? You receive the Holy Spirit, but there's a subsequent or another dimension of the Holy Spirit that's available. And I'll show it to you from Scripture. Let's go to Acts chapter 19, verse 1. Because some people say, well, when you get born again, you get all the Holy Spirit you're going to get. Well, yes and no. Right, yes and no. Uh, the Holy Spirit comes to live within you when you receive Christ. The Holy Spirit dwells within you. But, but there's another dimension. Uh, and we'll see it in a couple places in the Scripture. Acts chapter 19, verse 1 uh, through 3. And it happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus. And finding some disciples, he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said to him, we have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. And he said to them, into what then were you baptized? So they said, into, the, into John's baptism. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with a baptism of repentance. 
saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. Verse 5, but when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them. Say, upon them. Upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. So, to, to paraphrase this, uh, Paul had uh, had you know uh, come across some believers, and, and he said, uh, "Have you received the Holy Ghost when you believe when, when you receive Christ?" So they received Christ. They were already disciples. They were believers, and Paul was asking them if they had received the Holy Ghost. And so that tells me that there's another feeling. And so you see here at the end that when Paul laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came up. Them and, and so, and, and what happened? Then they prayed in tongues. And so, one way that you receive the Holy Ghost is when hands are laid upon you. It's not the only way, but it's one way is when hands are laid upon you. Um, let's look at Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter 8, we'll back up a little bit. Acts chapter 8, verse 14. Acts chapter 8, verse 14. Give you a second to get there. Now, when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them, who, when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet he had fallen upon none of them. So again, you see that word upon, upon, right? They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. They laid hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. And then you see verse 18. It's interesting. Verse 18 says, when Simon the sorcerer, sorcerer uh, saw through the laying on of the apostles' hands that the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money, saying, give me this power also, so that anyone on whom I lay my hands on may also receive the Spirit. So same thing. The, you know, the apostles at Jerusalem heard that some at Samaria had been born again, right? Uh, they went down, and, and same thing. They, they saw that, yeah, they received Christ, but they didn't receive the Holy Spirit coming upon them. Um, and, and Simon the Sorcerer obviously saw something take place there, a tangible thing taking place there. You can, you can I mean, it's evident, but you can do, also say, you know, there was evidence there, so obviously he saw something happen. If I, say, if I say, be filled with the Holy Spirit and nothing happens, are you going to try to buy that power? Like, no, no. But if I lay hands on you and say, be filled with the Holy Spirit, and you, there's an action, something happens. You could say that praying in tongues, and, and so they, he saw something take place. And so you could say uh, there was evidence that, that he was praying in tongues there. Uh, and so both places here, they believed, and then there was a subsequent filling that the Holy Spirit came upon them. If you go back to verse uh, Acts 19, you don't have to turn there, but I'll, I'll read it. Verse 19, it says that, uh, verse 19, verse 5, when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, and when Paul laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Uh, all of them. It implies they're all of them. Every single one of them were filled with the Holy Ghost, right? It wasn't just some of them, every one of them, without waiting, because that's another thing. You hear the word, well, we have to tarry. You ever heard that term? Well, we're going to tarry here and wait. So, you know, uh, some denominations, uh, they didn't know better. Uh, they, you know, they put somebody uh, in a chair, and they'd all get around them, and they would lay hands on them and spit flying everywhere. And, oh, no, you just keep believing. You just keep, just, just keep, you know, and then it's just like this whole thing, and we got to wait on the Lord to, to, you know, to baptize you with the Holy Ghost. Uh, but you see here, there was none of that. There was none of this, you know, uh, going on. 
there was no praising going on, which praising is good, but no praising going on. Uh, there was no tarrying, as I said. Uh, every one of them was filled with the Holy Ghost and spoke with other tongues. Uh, in, in the book of Acts, in the beginning of the book of Acts, the disciples were instructed to wait until the Holy Spirit descended on them before they went out to be witnesses, right? And so once the Holy Spirit descended right on the day of Pentecost and filled those disciples, the Holy Spirit has never left. So there's no need to wait for him to come back. He's already here. Right. And so, you know, to receive the Holy Ghost, uh, it's just a matter of yielding to him. And we'll get into that here in a moment so that you can be filled and receive this heavenly prayer language and start to see the benefits of it. Um, there's a couple of reasons why we're, you know, why praying in tongues is beneficial uh, and why it's needed. Acts chapter 1, 8, uh, which is a scripture I just kind of paraphrase, but it says you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come what? Upon you. There's that word upon you, right? When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. So, uh, you know, it'll come upon you. Very important. So, it, it, the Holy Spirit coming upon you is for service as well, for, for you to be a soul winner. It empowers you to go after the lost, it empowers you uh, to, 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 to go after people who need Christ. It empowers you to, to, for ministry if you're called to ministry. Uh, and so it will also keep the fire burning, right? The Holy Ghost, when praying in the Spirit, it will keep the fire burning, enables you to take territory. And so power to be witnesses unto me. Uh, and, and oftentimes, you know, we'll, we'll pray the fire of God come upon you. And so the fire of God will cause you to wreak havoc on the kingdom of darkness. Right? The fire of God will cause you to wreak havoc on the kingdom of darkness. It'll embolden you. When, when, you know, that, that, that spirit coming upon you will embolden you. And, and really, that word will be bold as a lion. Right? Second Timothy verse 1, 7 and 8 said, For God has not given us a spirit of timidity. We should not be timid Christians. I know, you know, personality, I'm not talking about personality. I'm talking about on the inside, right? For God has not given us a spirit of timidity or cowardness, of craving and cringing and fawning fear. Come on, he's given us a spirit of what? Power and of love and of a calm, well-balanced mind. Say, I have a calm, well-balanced mind. Say, I exercise discipline and self-control. Verse 8 says, do not be a blemish to be ashamed of them to testify to and for our Lord, nor of me, a prisoner for his sake. So we're not to be ashamed to testify or to share our faith, right? It goes on to say, uh, to which the preaching of the gospel may expose you and to do it in the power of God. So uh, it empowers you for service, to be a witness unto him, and it, it gives you boldness, right? It strengthens you. As we're going to see here in <laughs> Crown back there. Somebody call the <laughs> animal control. <laughs> They're funny, Steve. Go to Jude chapter 20. Jude chapter 20. <laughs> Talking about our heavenly language. A heavenly language. Praying in the Holy Ghost. But you'll see, you saw that term there in Acts. Baptize them in the Holy Spirit. That's why we get that term baptized in the Holy Ghost. Some people say Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, same thing. Baptized in the Holy Ghost, right? Same, same thing. So Jude chapter 20, uh, be ye 
beloved, building up yourselves, but ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, right? So praying in tongues stimulates strength in your spirit, building up yourself. So it, it, it stimulates faith and strength in your spirit, building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Brother Hagen said some of the most significant things that ever occurred in his ministry came after an extensive time praying in the Holy Spirit. An extensive time. Your spirit is never more alive, come on, uh, than, 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 than when you're praying in the Holy Ghost. Never more alive than when you're praying in the Holy Ghost. It, it's, it, it's active, it's alive, it's speaking, right? It's never more alive than when you're praying in the Holy Ghost. So when I read this, and, and, I, and, and I have my prayer language, I, I, you know, I tend to look at some benefits before I start to do it, to build faith, right, to, to give momentum to this. So I'll say, okay, I'm gaining power and strength so that I can be a witness. My faith is being strengthened right now. And I, I literally see a, like an invisible hand stirring up my inside, stirring up my faith, strengthening myself, seeing myself get bigger on the inside. So bigger and bigger, sharper and sharper to the voice of God. Right? So build your, so, but ye beloved, build up yourself. You have to do this. You have to do this. You have a responsibility to build up your faith in this area. Come on, to strengthen yourself in this area. And if you don't, or you don't have your prayer language, listen, you'll go to heaven, nothing to do with, 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 with eternal salvation, but you'll be at a disadvantage. You'll be at a, and I'll, I'll say this, a severe disadvantage. And this isn't to look at one Christian, you're better than the other because you have it. None of that. We ain't doing none of that here. I, don't, I, I bet I got a whiff of that. That's not what this is about. But if you want to experience the fullness, come on, of what God has for you, uh, praying in tongues is a big part of that. It's a big part of that. You know, uh, and so 1 Corinthians 14, 4 says, a person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally. But one who speaks a word of prophecy strengthens the entire church. So you see there again, right? A person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally. Uh, it's a part of uh, your conditioning as a Christian, right? You go to the gym, there's different exercises for different things, right? Uh, to build strength. And so for your spirit uh, to be strengthened, right? Praying in tongues is, is a component to it, a very important component. So praying in tongues builds you up spiritually and helps you to live a spirit-led life. Uh, if you hear faith, right, if you're building up your faith but aren't getting results, it's because you haven't been building up, you haven't been strengthening your faith. So you could be hearing the word, right, and getting faith concerning an area, but strength also needs to be there. Faith and strength, you need to have both of them. And so, you know, uh, it's important that you're doing this on purpose and don't take this lightly. Go to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Romans 8.26. A couple more, and then we're going to take communion. Oh, I'm going I'm to pray for those that want to receive this heavenly language. Actually, we'll take communion first, and then we'll do that. Romans 8, 26, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for. 
But the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. So, you know, how many of you ever prayed, went to go pray, and then like 10 minutes later, like, I don't know what else to pray for. He's kind of, kind of afraid. I don't mean, you know, he's kind of like, I'm not even sure what to, or, or you're dealing with the situation, but you don't know how to pray for that situation. Right? I've, I've been there. Praying in the Holy Spirit prays out the perfect will of God concerning a, a matter. You're praying directly to God, right? The perfect will of God concerning a matter. And so, you know, it's good to pray in your understanding, but it's also important to pray in the Spirit. And being that, you know, we're a Pentecostal church, we believe in this, we do a lot of this, uh, it's important that, that you be open to receive this if you, have, if you don't have this, if, if you've never experienced this, uh, so that you can join in and, and, and release corporately as well. Um, one version says it this way, Likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Holy Spirit makes intercession for us. Uh, with groanings which cannot be uttered, right? So even when we don't know how to pray or what to pray for, you can still pray in tongues. You can trust your spirit to pray the perfect will of God regardless of the situation. Regardless of the situation. And so, um, you know, uh, I, I, <laughs> flies don't land on a hot stove. Flies land on cold stoves. If you'll just stir yourself up and get on fire, some of the things that, that have been bothering you, pestering you, well, you know, well, that'll take care of, that alone could take care of some of the things that you're dealing with. How you know what I'm talking about? Flies don't land on hot stoves. If you're on fire, some of these little pestering things that just kind of nag at you, kind of bother you, right, uh, will take care of themselves. Praying, I, I've noticed that praying in the Holy Ghost, man, has taken care of some things in my life. Praying the perfect will of God, staying on fire, right, for, 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 the, for these things. Uh, you know, when you get cold and you start to get stale spiritually, uh, check engine light starts to turn on, right? That's an indicator. Don't, don't go past that, right? When you start to see yourself get stale spiritually, man, start praying the Holy Ghost. It's one of the quickest ways to get back on fire. One of the quickest ways to start to stir yourself up. To, it'll start, and then when you do that, you'll start to get motivated to start to get in the Word. You'll start to get motivated to spend more time with, with, with God. But if you go past that, you start to go deeper and deeper into, into, into you know, spiritual barrenness. Uh, it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you. I, I've said this before, but you can't afford to be spiritually immature in the days we're living in. You cannot afford to be spiritually immature in the days that we're living in. Praying in the Holy Ghost will ensure that you never lose that fire. Never lose that hunger to go further, to, to, to want more of the things of God. And so uh, I'm going to give you an opportunity, uh, if you've never experienced this here in a moment, but if you don't mind, baby, come on up here. We're going to receive communion to start the year off together. So uh, during this time of praying and fasting, I want you to pray in the Holy Ghost more than you've ever prayed in the Holy Ghost, to, to really start to develop this. And praying in the Holy Ghost is just like learning a new language, right? You may start out with just one syllable, oh, rabba, eh, rabba, or whatever. It may just be, as you do it more, more will be added, just like learning a new language. And so don't get discouraged. Uh, j just continue to practice it, continue to do it, and you can do it at will. This isn't something that you have to wait on God to bring to you. You can pray in the Holy Ghost whenever you want, at will. It's available at will. Go ahead and put your stuff there. I'm almost, I'm almost wrapping up. Uh, at will. Um, 
That was something else I wanted to say. Anything else about praying in the Holy Ghost? You have nothing on praying in the Holy Ghost. My mind is on what you asked me to share. <laughs> no, that's fair, that's fair, that's fair. I had something else I wanted to share with you uh, that was important on the Holy Ghost. It may come back to me. So if I tap you, just hold. Let me jump in, and then you jump back in. <laughs> I feel like telling the joke. <laughs> no, don't, don't. That's my joke. I'm, I want to land it's it. Pastor Mark's land joke. It. Yeah, in all fairness. but I'm borrowing it. Okay. Don't borrow it from me. <laughs> um, good? Yeah. Just making sure you're doctrinally accurate. Very well. Um, what, I, what I wanted to, you know, you know, I like something that you, you've been saying this week about how in order to come to God, we must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder. He's a giver that there's a reward for seeking him. And so sometimes we think that we're not spiritual when we come to him needing to receive things. It's like, oh, I should be just, and, and, and certainly there's a place to come to him and just say, I just want to be in your presence. But he really puts that together there in that verse. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. Anyone who comes to him must believe that he is, and he's a rewarder. So he's the one that has put that there hand in hand, seeking him with reward. Well, you, you receive a reward. We've got, and so there are things that we come, and, and, and there's always a posture of receiving from him. That's what pleases him. It's not a bad thing. <laughs> it pleases him for us to receive from him. It makes him happy. It gives him pleasure. So he's not, when we come to receive, he's not like, oh, you're just always wanting something, always this. He's like, I want you to be in a position. It pleases me for you to receive from. It pleases me to give to you. He's a giver. It's what he does. It's what he wants to do. It's what gives him joy. And so all of us have things that we're needing to receive from God. Maybe it's the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Maybe it's healing. Maybe it's a, a change in situation. And, and the challenge that we face often is to not let the past, the failure, or maybe the lack of receiving in the past, to get over into the future. And that, I mean, the Bible, that's why he talks. And we often read this verse. We like to read it in the new year. But it fits. Don't remember the former things in Isaiah 43, verse 18, or consider the things of old. He talks often to us about forgetting those things. Paul talked about this thing I do, forgetting what lies behind, pressing forward. There is a place in God that, that we've got, I mean, in order to be able to move forward, in order to be able to receive what he's wanting us to do, we have to get to a place where we're able to forget even the failures of the past. And, you know, I just love how God has built this newness into life. New mornings. New weeks. You always have a Monday. Start over again. <laughs> Got a new year. All right, here we go. It's a new year. He builds this newness into our life. Maybe he did that because of knowing our human condition. Because, I mean, it says in, in, in the Bible that in heaven there will be no more night. But he gave us that. 
He gave us that as a part of our lives. Tomorrow's a brand new day. And guess what? His mercies are new every morning. This is a brand new year. There's new things that he has for us. He's always ready, wanting to take us into new, telling us, forget, forget it. Forget how you failed this past year. Forget the bad experiences, the things that didn't go right. It, we must do that. We must. And so at this communion table today, that's what I had on my heart, for us to just make it a place. And, and we put the power of these elements that represent the body and the blood of Jesus behind that and say, by your power, by the power of the blood, there's power in the blood to do that. It makes God forget. The blood washes us and puts it out of his memory. And if they can put it out of God's memory, you're not greater than God. Guess what? He can put it out of your memory. We can forget the failures or the, you know, whatever it is, the point of reference of this past year that the enemy wants to take over into our expectation for what's to come. Oh, yeah, I, you know, I, how can I expect differently when every time I've tried, I've failed? How can I expect differently when every time I've prayed for healing, it hasn't happened? How can I expect differently when I've tried to receive my prayer language and I've never been able to? How can I expect? Forget it. We've got to forget that. And brand new, brand new day. He's given that to us. He's given this to you today. He's given that to us every year. There's a brand new year. This is a brand new opportunity to come before him and say, okay, Lord, I'm not going to take my experiences that are not reflective of what you have said in your word and allow that to define today or tomorrow and what I expect to come. That's good. We need his power to do that not an easy thing to not expect what's happened maybe it's happened a lot <laughs> to not expect that to keep happening and to expect to change and expect for the power of God to be revealed and expect to have victory where you've not experienced victory it might not be an easy thing in the natural but we have this communion table this miracle meal that that man it, it's a reset button it's a clean slate it's going back to the, to, the, to, the, to the core of where this all started, of who we are and what we believe and what he has done for us. And, and, and we anchor into that, and it takes us into the possibilities in God for our future. Will you believe? It can be different. Will you believe? Will you forget those things? Even the, man... At this table, we could cancel out. Some of us have said some really bad things concerning certain areas of our life. And, and just say, you know what, Lord? I'm putting this under the blood. I'm canceling that out. Things that I've said about my family, things that I've said about what, what my finances, things that I've said about, you know, receiving from you in this area. Lord, I'm putting it under the blood. And by your supernatural power, I'm going to receive the new. New. A new beginning, new possibilities, new, new. I'm canceling that out. I'm putting it under the blood, and I am believing you. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. 
may have been some dry places this past year. You're like, there is no life there. Man, this has been a failure. He'll make a river in that. He'll make a way in the wilderness. Man, there's not many roads in, when you get out into the real wilderness, right? Out into the thick you know, in the forest. I mean, there's not roads out there. He says, I'll make a road out there. Maybe you can't see for what's looking around you, all the thick shrubbery and trees and everything looks so dense. It looks like you, you know, how the heck am I going to get through this? He says, I'll make a road for you through that. A new road for you to travel on to get to a new place. He'll make that for you. So let's anchor ourselves into that today. Let's anchor ourselves into this promise. And, and, and I encourage you, maybe there's one area that's like blaring out obvious to you. Like this is, what, this is what I need to hook my faith into. And I'm putting the blood of Jesus over this. And I'm going to forget what lies behind. Not going to let that frame my expectation for what's to come. And I'm going to expect and see in my heart something new in this area. Hey, this is Pastor Joe. And before you go, I want to pray with you to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. This is your opportunity to be 100% sure that heaven will be your eternal home. It's very simple. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So if you mean business with God, he means business with you. I want you to pray this very simple but powerful prayer and mean it with all your heart. Repeat this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. I believe that you were crucified and God raised you from the dead. I believe that you are the Son of God. I repent of all my sin and I ask for your forgiveness. I give you my life. Do something with it. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome to the family of God. The Bible says all the angels in heaven are rejoicing because you just prayed that prayer. The next step is to find a good, strong local church. You live anywhere near Lancaster, Pennsylvania, we invite you to join us at Life in Christ every Sunday at 10 a.m. We have some of the best people on planet Earth. We love you, God bless you, and have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to the Life in Christ Church Podcast. Help us to continue to share the message of faith with those all over the world. Visit licchurch.com forward slash give to partner with us today.